The vicious voices of the right are out in full force, and it's time for us to get up and organize against the heartless attacks on our civil rights. Start your morning diving into the headlines and issues that matter to our everyday lives, speaking with changemakers and hearing from you, our listeners. Hear your host, Zerlina Maxwell, break down the top news, push for solutions from officials who represent us, and call out the misinformation and hypocrisy that surrounds us, plus the engaging stories that keep you energized. Get your morning boost of politics, culture, and everything you need to start your day. It's always darkest before the dawn, but the dawn is here. Shining a light on the ruthless forces across the aisle and rising for a brighter future for all of us. This is Mornings with Zerlina. Welcome to Mornings with Zerlina. I'm Zerlina Maxwell. Joining us on the phone to discuss the recent release of Brittany Griner and also uh, the need for the release of American Paul Whelan is Representative Haley Stevens of Michigan's 11th District. Thank you so much for being here today. Hey, good morning. I'm feeling um, fired up and ready to get to work today. Good to well, be with I, you. I saw you were you just tested positive for for COVID. So so how are you doing? Is how are you feeling? Also, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I've had my down days, and I think I'm at the tail end of it. I'm feeling very grateful to be vaccinated and boosted, and yes. able to do a radio interview. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I think one of the things that's so important is when I talk to someone um, if they if they've tested positive for COVID is. Uh, reassuring everyone like being vaxxed and boosted that really makes a very big difference in your experience of of the disease and of COVID-19 of the virus Um, and so I hope that you are quickly on the mend Um, so I'm glad to hear that you are feeling better um, and grateful to have you here my first sort of topic area I want to jump into um, is what we just saw with the release of Brittany Griner. So Brittany Griner, thankfully, home in the United States, back with her family, released by Russia in a prisoner swap uh, for Victor Boot, the merchant of death, quote unquote. Um, and the basis of the character in the movie Lord of War played by Nicolas Cage, which is something that I always add in because it helps me, um, you know, sort of contextualize what we're talking about. And and you have been active in in also speaking out about Paul Whelan, the other American. Can you can you give us some background on the situation with Paul Whelan and in your role in, in trying to work for the release of Americans detained abroad? Um, you know, how you see the next steps in this process? Right. Well, let me just say it was a joyous um, event to see Brittany Griner returned home. And and her wife in the Oval Office with the president on the phone with her. And Paul has been the canary in the coal mine, uh, particularly with regard to Russia's lawlessness for the last nearly four years. And, and in fact, it's at the end of this month, December 28th, will mark his four years in false detention. And it has absolutely been a really long road. Uh, particularly because we've seen Brittany return home, Trevor Reed return home, and we're we're still waiting for Paul to come home, and we're not giving up hope. But there is something about Mr. Whelan, who hails from southeastern Michigan, from Novi, Michigan, where he was living. He worked at Borg Warner in Auburn Hills um, before he was detained. You know, he's a community member. He was known and was the primary caregiver of his parents who are older and desperately want to see their son again. Um, grateful that they get the chance to speak with him, but he is in 
terrible conditions in Russia. And it is unfair. It is wrong. I believe and know that he was framed. I know he went through a false trial, uh, very similar to Brittany, and he needs to come home. In terms of the conditions, can you give us um, some details and just describe the conditions for folks who, I mean, when I first sort of saw the phrase Russian penal colony in the news, I was like, I don't know what that means, right? And I think it's helpful for us to understand that we're, we're talking about a prison, right? It's called a penal colony. We're talking about a prison, but the conditions are different than maybe even what we are used to seeing. Absolutely. It's nine hours uh, away from Moscow. So even to uh, be visited in person by our ambassador, it's a long journey uh, that our you know ambassador has taken and, and continues to take and embassy officials continue to take. Uh, very far removed, subject to conditions, out, outdoors, forced labor, sewing. Um, I know that's what he's been up to lately, which was been considered an upgrade. He was recently re- um, moved to a hospital for reasons that we don't know why and couldn't talk to anyone for, for a couple of days. We know for periods during Paul's detention that, and, and I, I believe this is still going on and, um, you know, he's been woken up um, every few hours. So I believe for the last four years, he hasn't gotten a full night's rest. Uh, he was put into solitary confinement for certain periods um, just for trying to speak to the press or advocate for his case. And by and large, though, Paul is actually a very good prisoner. Um, and he had, a, you know, a personal expertise and background in um, in in Russia. And so an understanding of, you know, Russian civilization, Russian government. But we also know where Paul is, is that there's a lot of self-harm and there's alarming suicide rates. And he's just never been treated well. He's never uh, been given the the uh, sanitary items that he's needed to, to care for himself. Uh, he wasn't given proper medical treatment for a hernia that then finally did require proper medical treatment. And it's, it's pretty a to think about the conditions he's in right now uh, in, in the penal colony over in Lafortovo, which is a pretty notorious Russian prison. It's so hard to hear um, all of that. And it's hard to imagine what it must be like to be woken up every couple of hours for years. I mean, I think um, that is, I mean, that's just, it's an inhumane thing to do. Um, and, and they do it for a particular reason, because I mean, when you do not get proper sleep, um, it, it has so many, um, horrible health impacts, um, and certainly mental health impacts. Um, is it looking, I read yesterday and in a lot of the write-ups post the Griner release, there was a lot of, um, conversation about perhaps there now being some opening, some additional opening, maybe some space, um, for there to be communication, real communication, um, about getting Paul Whelan back because there is now communication actually happening between Russia and the United States in a way that it hadn't been, particularly since the beginning of the invasion. Do you, do, do you feel that way? Do you feel like this is now the time um, to, to push maybe even harder than before um, for his immediate release? So we absolutely have a break in this case in the fact that so many people are saying Paul Whelan's name 
And I will never forget the day when I learned that Brittany Griner was taken and being held on, on her charges and, and what that meant and how, frankly, just concerned um, we all were, concerned for her family, concerned for because of her profile. Um, and this was also on the heels of Trevor Reed being taken. And so now you have you know, this, this handful of Americans and it's just building, it's building. And then this dramatic return of Miss Griner, uh, which was, which was so well done, but also communicated from the lens of, we're not forgetting Paul Whelan. And, and now so many people, as we celebrate Miss Griner's return home, we're also saying, let's bring home Paul. And if you listen to special um, envoy for, for hostage affairs, Ambassador um, Carsons, what, what he has said is that the diplomacy continues, the work has continued. It's not like the door is shut on Paul's case. Maybe is it a little bit more of a street fight in some respects, mm-hmm. uh, given you know the, the loose ends of diplomacy? Sure. Part of that is that Russia is not a normal actor. They're not acting within normal democratic accord. They've started a war in Ukraine for the love of God, right? And and this isn't partisan, by the way. I, I mean, so much of this, I want to say, has been bipartisan. You know, the, the work that I'm doing with French Hill, Congressman for, from Arkansas, different side of the aisle than me, but we're working on the task force for American hostages abroad and and working on these solutions, leveraging our weight in the United States Congress, passing resolutions, saying Paul's name. And I remain very optimistic. And I will just tell you, his family is absolutely remarkable. They're remarkable Americans. They're so dedicated. They are part of my inspiration, just as Paul is. And to work with them is an honor. It's so important to keep this um, conversation going, to keep Paul's name in in headlines, as you said. Um, So I'm so glad we were able to discuss this this morning. Um, One of the things that I also noticed is, you know, you you alluded to some of it's it's not partisan. Right. But the reaction to the release of Brittany Griner, some folks were being partisan. And I was surprised by that because, you know, Brittany Griner is an Olympic champion and WNBA champion and American citizen. Um, And so it doesn't seem like partisanship should enter. Um, But, you know, they sort of use Paul, um, Paul Whelan, and the fact that he was not also released as as a way to criticize in in partisan terms. But Donald Trump didn't do anything to get Paul Whelan out. He's been there predating um, President Biden. I mean, what is your reaction to the fact that there are some Republicans who are critical of the Biden administration but they didn't say anything about the previous president not um, seeming interested in even a conversation reportedly um, about getting Paul Whelan, Paul Whelan released from Russia. Well, you know, leave it to certain elected officials or even former elected officials to take what should be a celebratory um, moment as Americans to, to come together and, and turn it in to partisan fodder. And and I'll just say a lot of folks you see throwing bombs right now. And, and look, with regard to the twice impeached president, you know, I take my cues from what the family said, which is, you know, they never visited with with President Trump when when mm-hmm. he was in the Oval Office, when Paul was detained. You know, they didn't see him necessarily lifting a big finger. You know, even his secretary of state barely mentioned his name. Now, 
the civil servants within the State Department have been phenomenal, and everyone will tell you that. Ambassador Huntsman, under President Trump, phenomenal. We, we still talk with him, and 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 on. But I'll even say this with some of my colleagues who've chosen to somehow take this as a moment to throw bombs. They haven't been in the briefing rooms. They have not been to the press conferences. We have consistently been opening up the channels, particularly, you know, with within our delegations to make sure that people feel invited in and, you know, have a chance to be educated and informed. But some choose, you know, not to be educated and and just to, to you know, score points on, on their respective new channel. That's not what this is about. And, and frankly, let's be really clear about this work and why I'm so engaged in this. I mean, I, I have a manufacturing background, right? I got a call about Paul's detainment days before I was getting sworn into Congress for the first time. I didn't ask for this. His family didn't ask for this, but this is what this is about. It is about the family. It's about supporting our fellow Americans who are put in unthinkable situations. And I am gonna to continue to be Paul's champion. I'm gonna to continue to shine a light on this. And I'm not giving up hope. I'm not stopping. I know I'm going to see him return home. And guess what? When that happens, it's going to be an incredible day for the Whelan family and for the United States of America. That's so important. Um, I want to switch gears a bit um, and talk a bit about um, post-midterm election realities. So we're now post-midterms. Georgia also happened. Um, And so the House uh, is getting ready to switch, uh, of which you are a member. And um, leadership has also changed or will change hands um, on the Democratic side. So how are you approaching the the new realities? I mean, does it change your list of priorities? What are your priorities now that leadership um, is going to change on the Democratic side? Generational shift underway with Hakeem Jeffries stepping into the shoes. Well, can't really step into the shoes, but preceding uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi as Democratic leader, um, but also that the GOP has taken over and um, maybe Kevin McCarthy will be Speaker. I mean, I don't know how that's all going to turn out, but we'll see. Yeah, bring list. your popcorn. Yeah. Bring your popcorn, right? <laughs> well, well, look, I'll say this. it's it, There's a little bit of cold water on the face of going from being in just a historic majority for the last four years. I say historic in the sense that you know, I was a part of the the significant class of 2018. I was the co-president alongside Colin Allred of that freshman class. We often said we were the class that came to to write to the nation. And, and then coming in to this last session of Congress where we've just had um, unbelievable legislative accomplishments from, you know, the largest climate bill in history to the Chips and Science Act, which I helped author to uh, veterans bills and infrastructure bill. Today, the president's signing a gay, gay marriage bill. I mean, it, and yet the work continues. So the cold water element is, yeah, we we lose the majority. You know, it's a it's a it's a five seat majority. There's there's a lot of energy around getting our majority back and continuing to put our agenda forward. But the reality is, is it's not going to be our bills, right? Yeah. And and we're going to, you know, we're going to be going onto the floor of the House and voting no and, you know, negotiating as best we can. I, I'm glad to see a 50, 50 no, I can see uh, Senate, unfortunately, with um, uh, Senator Sinema's recent uh, announcement, you know, 
believe her when she says she's going to continue to vote on on some core democratic uh, initiatives, but certainly the things that we need to do with our tax code and for working families and for for our 21st century labor movement are going to be stymied as, as a result of her decision. And yet I have full faith in, in Chuck Schumer and the you know, and Debbie Stabenow, our senator from Michigan, who's moved up in leadership, they're going to continue to send bills through to us in, in the House. we got to pass a budget. But my goodness, to think that we're freezing progress when we've got to do paid leave, when we've got to ban assault weapons, when we've got to continue to stand up for working families, we got our work cut out for us. And yet I've got full faith in our new Democratic leadership. It's a torch passing moment. I didn't want to overstep that part of the conversation because you're spot on. It is a torch passing moment mm -hmm. in, in the Congress. It is a generational shift and we've got the right people at the right time to help us lead in this new circumstance. It, it's so important that, um, you know, you, you mentioned the fact that, you know, the issues they're going to continue. You're still going to be talking about these issues. And I think that I, I, I did a little rant yesterday about Senator Sinema's decision and it, you're right to to put those the, the most important issues on on the table like we need to remind people what is being blocked by some of the structures in place and um senator cinema and mansions um you know rejection of even talking about paid leave <laughs> affordable child care right. i mean we're not talking about pie in the sky things people don't deserve that americans don't deserve that american families don't need um we're talking about those issues that impact the bottom line of your budget, just like inflation and grocery store prices and gas prices. Um, it's so, so important that you listed those issues. Now, as we, in the last three minutes here, I want to talk about the lame duck, because before that shift that we're talking about happens in leadership and in the majorities, um, there's, there's a little bit of time here to do some stuff. Um, what do you think is possible, if anything, um, during the lame duck, are there any things top of mind for you um, in this last month of this Congress? Well, I'm certainly very interested in the reform agenda. And we all know we've got to pass a budget. And I I feel pretty strongly about passing next year's budget before this year ends, right? I, I do what, what we call a continuing resolution. If we just continue to fund the government at last year's levels, we don't want to do that. Why? Because it puts total control in the hands of the new majority. And I have a lot of concerns about what actually gets done in, in that dynamic, especially given all the work that's gone and in, gone into preparing for this year's budget. But within that budget, you know, we need to be asking ourselves, how do we make Congress work better? The Electoral Reform Act, for instance, sitting over in the Senate, I've got a lot of constituents asking about that, still horrified about what happened on January 6th, seeing 2024 coming. It's not going to happen this Congress, it had, this upcoming Congress, right? It'd be the one for next time that they'd certify the next presidential elections. But folks don't want to go through what we went through on, on January 6th. We, again, uh, the other deal, child tax credit. Is there a deal to broker around mm -hmm. some form of a child tax credit to continue to help working families who are dealing with rising costs? And, and, and frankly, I'm just sick and tired of people being left out in the wind to defend or fend for themselves over and over again, not just with rising costs. And, you know, certainly we know the nightmare of daycare in, 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 in this country and, and what families are experiences. 
but to let people know that we are dedicated to your success as as families, as single families, as you know, children who've gone through the unthinkable. We're seeing some of those indicators coming out of the pandemic with test scores and reading scores and on and on and on. So I'm asking for flexibility here. And this lame duck is absolutely a race. I'm in it. And I don't care if we have to work up until the last day. I'm going to take every day in this majority to deliver for the people who've elected me. And as someone who flipped a Republican seat Mm -hmm. twice. (laughs) No, it's such an important point. It's like, you know, we don't take our foot off the gas. We keep the foot on the gas to try to, you know, get some of this stuff done. I I also um, had a question here about COVID funding, but we only have one more minute. I mean, I'm like, could we get the COVID funding? Because COVID's not over. I mean, we started the conversation by mentioning you had recently tested positive, but fully boosted and on the mend. But obviously, you know, anecdotally, even I know everyone listening knows somebody with COVID right now. Like COVID is this winter surge situation is happening. Um, and yeah. yet um, the funding that was in place at the beginning of the pandemic, we don't have it. Um, so so um, that is something that that I hope this lame duck and also the next Congress, no, even if it is run by Kevin McCarthy, um, considers um, as we go forward. Um, Representative Haley Stevens of Michigan's 11th District, thank you so much for being here this morning, and I hope you feel better very, very soon. All the way better. Thank you. Yes. Stay safe. Good to be with you. Yes, you too. Thanks for listening to Mornings with Zerlina. Check in for new episodes every weekday.